Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And a very pleasant welcome to After Hours with Tifo and Luby. Another edition, Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz here on the Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, networks. Of course, if you found us, uh, then you already know that. And, uh, wow, I mean, uh, this is the kind of thing that would have had you, uh, you know, we, we live here in South Florida. And uh, you, you might have contemplated just uh, walking off of the Dania Pier right into the Atlantic Ocean last night. Uh, that's how deflating it was. To watch, and we believe this to be the most difficult of championships to win. And uh, all logic would have dictated last night that it would have been a celebration here in South Florida as the Florida Panthers, the number one team in the NHL for the entire season, the highest scoring team in a record-setting year of goal scoring uh, across the league, and uh, dynamite at home uh, with a record, uh, you know, that eclipsed uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 31 and seven uh, with a couple of. Uh, you know, uh, uh, overtime losses, I guess. I, you know, they, they were phenomenal. And uh, in front of the home crowd, uh, they lose to the Washington Capitals last night, a, a team that uh, everybody thought uh, was finished with a 90-year-old Ovechkin and uh, was not going to put up that much of a challenge. Now, we welcome to the show, and always a very special guest, a longtime sports columnist in the South Florida area for the Sun Sentinel, syndicated around the world, a multiple uh, prize winner, everything but the Pulitzer, sits on his medal, uh, the great Dave Hyde joins us on the program. David, you were there. I mean, how deflating was that uh, when uh, in rapid succession, when it looked like the Panthers were going to win this game, yeah, control. Uh, a couple of just uh, bad plays, a couple of mistakes, as they would say, uh, led to two straight goals in a two-minute span by the Capitals, and they lose the game. And all of a sudden, they look like, uh, you know, throw out all of the phenomenal things they did this season. Here we go. Same old song. Can't get out of the first round of the playoffs when, on the rare occasion, they do make it. How are you feeling, by the way, Dave? Yeah, I, I think well, I feel like an old man after the, the Heat Monday night, <laughs> the, the Panthers last night. Now I go back to the Heat tonight. It's just, it's it's a it's such a tough career going to these yes. playoff games. Maybe uh, tickets for uh, playoff yeah, games. Yes. Not, not, not that we've had many uh, stretches where both the Panthers and Heat were in the playoffs. I think the last one was 2012. But to pile on the calamity of last night, the Panthers were 39-0-1 entering the third period with the lead and, and wow. this season. And, and they entered it two to, up 2-1. to one. And again, uh, it, you know, it, it's uh, they, they might as well just uh, lock up the arena and walk away if, yeah. if, if they don't win a series this year, right? I, I mean, this is their chance to make hockey relevant to get a bandwagon going in, in the best of all ways. If any franchise needs a bandwagon, it's, it's the Panthers. And, and, you know, more than 
most teams, you know, oh, they win, they win or lose in the playoffs. This is about the full franchise with the Panthers because they need, they need some good news, and this is the team that can, can deliver it. A phenomenal season all the way around, uh, and uh, from all aspects to, too, including uh, you forgot that they lost their coach uh, in the uh, controversy with the Blackhawks, yeah. yeah. Joel Quenville, who, who had done a marvelous job uh, with this team, and uh, this uh, Zito. The general manager was making all of the right moves. Uh, they have a phenomenal season. I mean, uh, it couldn't have been any more royal uh, to watch. Uh, you know, when they were heading games, as you said, 39-0-1. Uh, and and uh, when uh, they're behind in games, they come back in dramatic fashion uh, with limited time and uh, overcome four-goal deficits. I mean, just a, a great, great season. Would this, in your many years of covering sports in South Florida, Dave, be the most deflating conclusion to a season that you had seen by any team uh, to have the Panthers get eliminated in the first round once again. And as you said, uh, go back, uh, you know, uh, on while they were on the precipice of something really good to uh, just being uh, anonymous in tone and, and irrelevant. Well, it, it would go up there with what the Fiesta Bowl loss. Um, that's yeah, that's a I good one. Wow. Good pound. comparison. It, it, it would go up there with, uh, uh, the, the first year of the big three when LeBron just yes. disappeared yes. In, in the last games against Oklahoma City. It, it, so it, it'd be up there in that, uh, you know, in that nightmare of a room somewhere in your head or, or losses like that. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, with the Dolphins, it's it's the, the, the biggest loss the Dolphins had, I think, was Shula, they went out to San Diego. It was up twenty. Oh yes, and I believe at half. And 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 if they win that game, they play a you know a mediocre Pittsburgh game in the AFC Championship. And then San Diego went to the Super Bowl that year. And then that could have been the Dolphins, and that would have changed. So you know, it's up there with those. This would be a a just a defining and embarrassing series loss but we're, we're one game in let's not get way out there on the limb right now this is still a good team and yes. and, and uh let, let's offer a little smidge of perspective here Defoe, before we fully bury them after one game right or do you want to just, i'm with you should we just yeah oh, no, we're, i mean we're burying them. i mean come on yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, I, you, you know what happened. You, you're, uh, you know, former contemporary there at the Sun Sentinel, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Cynicism, Mr. Irascible, uh, Mr. Uh, Negativity. Mike Mayo was naturally, uh, you know, just uh, insufferable yesterday with the text because he has that bet with us uh, that the Panthers will be eliminated in, in the first round of the playoffs. And he was bolstered by ESPN's hockey experts sharing that same opinion. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, very very disturbing to see them kind of uh, crawl back into the kind of shell that uh, we, we've seen in the past where uh, all of that tremendous offensive aggression uh, turned into, uh, you know, a, a couple of uh, bad defensive mistakes uh, late in the ball game, uh, late in the hockey game, and, and they ended up losing. Uh, all right, so you're back and forth with the Miami Heat, and this uh, begs a magic question. We have uh, with us on After Hours the outstanding uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist uh, Dave Hyde here, uh, and... Uh, you know, it, it 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 seems amazing to me, and I, I've had this discussion, uh, you know, a few times, and, and thought about it. And, and I, I usually don't jump on a coach. You know, a guy gets injured in a game, and, and they say, "Well, you know, he shouldn't have been out there." And I, I'm a little reluctant to, uh, 
you know, be overly critical of that if it if it merits a little bit of consideration that, OK, yeah, you know, he was up nine points with five minutes to go. You know, the guy got hurt. It can happen. But this Joel Embiid thing is disturbing. What kind of questions that was, was Doc Rivers still having to answer questions about that, that he left him in that Toronto game four minutes to go up twenty nine when he should have already been clearing customs to come down to Miami and get ready to play the heat. You know, by by the time it got to uh, the the season moved on to here, all those Philadelphia questions were were gone, and it was a question of who do they have. I mean, you look at the the uh, the, the the weak lineup that they're, they're putting out there against Bam Adebayo, and it, and it underlines your issue that what the heck were they thinking? Of? Um, without Embiid, they're Atlanta. They're yeah. They have, you know, James Harden is in the Trey Young role, and and uh, Eric Spoelstra can take him out if it's uh, as he showed in Game One. Um, but with Embiid, they're they're a they're an imposing team. You know, they're a good second round team that would give the Heat a, a challenge. And uh, um, so that's where we are with this series. It, it sounds like Embiid might be ready for Game Three, and. And uh, but game two tonight, it, he's still out as, as uh, by all indications. We're talking with the one and only Dave Hyde here on After Hours, Dave and Luby on the Believe Network, uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist. What's interesting about the Heat is it sort of feels like what we wanted and expected to see in the Hawks series, we finally saw in this series, and maybe it is no Embiid. But that was my thing with the Hawks; they don't have a center. They had no Capella. So Bam Adebayo was still facing the same kind of competition and wasn't enforcing his will, imposing his will. But you saw both Hero and Bam wake up and really take over in that game that Butler seemed to be struggling and there is no Lowry. It is sort of a testament to the team. We've talked about it all year that next man up is is actually an understatement. It's like the next five men up. Like, Struess was a big part, and Robinson was a big part, and now all of a sudden you see Hero and Bam, and, and it, it feels like you talked about Spolstra where even when he seems to sort of be at a loss, his team just finds a way to take advantage of the other team's uh, issues, and that seems to be the story of this series. Yeah, we talk about the regular season being irrelevant or diminishing, especially in the NBA, but you, lo- you look at the Heat, this, se- this regular season was relevant. First, they get the number one seed, um, and that means, as you said, they play a hurt Atlanta team, now a hurt Philadelphia team, rather than being in the second round right now against a um, Boston or Milwaukee, and those are those are see th- th- those are different. T- what Spolster can do to a Trey Young since he didn't have a compliment, there's no Robin out there to his Batman, and then same with same with uh, Philadelphia. James Harden is he even a superstar anymore, but but he's still their top scorer, and if they only have one top scorer. Spolster can set up his defense and and use all these parts he's built up through the regular season. The Caleb Martins, the uh, now Victor Oladipo's out there, and and they're coming off the bench to to suffocate um, with their defense. And 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 you you got Butler and and uh, um, you, you know just the top PJ Tucker going out there like a pit bull against. Uh, um, James Harden in the opener, and and so uh, this built defense of built players um, in their roles is 
is what Spolster's, you know, built through the regular season. And, and now you're seeing the where it matters. But you can't do that if Embiid's out there because all of a sudden there's, you know, there's options for Philadelphia. But if he's hurt, that changes everything. I thought as soon as that elbow caught his eye uh, in that ball game against Toronto, uh, Doc Rivers should have been fired on the spot. <laughs> we, we were suggesting, Dave Hyde uh, of the Sun Sentinel, that uh, they could have pulled Dr. J out of the stands there, you know, where he was out to present some trophy at halftime. At and, you know, age. just pulled him out and let him stand there in the post. It wouldn't have mattered. 29, you're up. Uh, it's insane. And, and so uh, things set up well for the Miami Heat. Now, Boston bounced back last night against Milwaukee after Milwaukee uh, gave the initial scare. And, you know, this was another case where, where the media was all over the Boston Celtics, as they should be, for, you know, playing the best basketball in the East uh, in the latter portions of the season and looking great as they uh, swept their way past the uh, Brooklyn Nets, who people gave a shot, uh, maybe to make it uh, as far as uh, e- even the finals coming in as a seventh seed. But uh, the... the Two teams look like they might be in a bit of a bloodbath. So uh, here are the Heat, and it looks like they've been handed a couple of games by the Philadelphia 76ers, and then who knows what level of Embiid they get to face in games three and uh, the rest of the series. And you'll have the other two teams that are battling, literally doing just that. I mean, knocking the living crap out of each other, possibly across seven games. So, I mean, a very favorable setup for the Miami Heat so far. Yeah, yeah, the Heat are putting out a picnic table, a little – off and having a nice picnic yeah. here. The playoffs really haven't started for them in that they haven't been pressed. You know, Atlanta won a game, first game up there, game three, so the, their lead was cut to two to one, and everybody was like, oh, the series starts now. And I go, no, no, it wouldn't start unless they could even it. Um, and they didn't even come close. And so, um, you know, the, the, the playoffs as – you know, sweaty palms and, and nervous stomach and, and tight games hasn't really started for the, the Heat yet because, A, they've been playing very well, and, B, um, you know, their opponents have are, are diminished through injury and, and diminished uh, just – just you, you look at the Boston and Milwaukee series and, and all the options those players have. Uh, started with Milwaukee, Giannis uh, – um, you know, and, and even Milwaukee is, is missing an all-star in Chris Middleton. And that tells you why, you, want, you know, you're reminded why you want to get through these series quick yep. when you see all the injuries happening with, to these teams. Well, Dave, talking about injuries, a guy that was the big offseason acquisition for the, for the Heat, not for the regular season, but for this time, a guy that helped Toronto Raptors win the championship was Kyle Lowry. He... Banged up his hamstring in the middle part of the Hawks series. He talked about, I'm not missing any time. So then, of course, he misses the next two games and has missed the first game of this series. And he's out tonight as well. What is the word about Kyle Lowry? Will we see him in this series? Or are there hopes that, like you just said, can get through this quickly and give him another series off on the way to an Eastern Conference Finals? Great question. And I have no answer because the Heat... The Heat... uh, Look, with Victor Oladipo, he just showed up one day and he played, right? I am with... They're not going to, especially that we we got to trot out the old idea with hamstring injuries, how they can be, uh, you know, the trickiest injuries of all. Um, and so we don't know, is this uh, um, a serious injury? He, he's walking around the bench at the games and, and, and 
you know, obviously walking and running is is completely different things, but it's not like he's he's hobbling, okay? So um, he hasn't torn the hamstring, in other words, but, you know, the condition of it, uh, you know, we don't know. And that, you know, these Lowry and, and this team is, haven't really played a whole lot together. Um, it was sort of like the final month that they did that Butler – Lowry, Adebayo, and Hero played together, but now you put Oladipo in the mix, and there's a lot of good parts here. Um, you just wish they had more time to mix. I think Lowry might be available uh, because uh, rumor has it that Bob Baffert's veterinarian has been signed by the <laughs> medical staff there and is now assisting Harlan Selznick, and they might well, be able to get this yeah, horse well, uh, out there on the track. The Andre yeah, Hopkins great. tested positive for uh, some odd animal concoction i forget what it was Did you, <laughs> do you remember that one uh beta methasone so, or something exactly. like that or uh, you know something along those lines i was just reading about the band here uh, you know for the kentucky derby dave hyde with us uh here on after hours with defo and luby all right uh, and your uh, trips down to uh the uh what is it ftx arena now yes uh for these uh miami uh heat games uh, against the philadelphia 76ers and previous playoff games have you gotten the ear of Pat Riley, and did you put the magic question to him? What do you think of the portrayal of you in Winning Time <laughs> on HBO? <laughs> I I tried to put the magic question to him. You um, did tried to do an interview, but uh, uh, he he doesn't want to talk about that subject. And the word is he's not happy. He's not a fan <laughs> oh, of that so series. Who could be? Who so could be? <laughs> They made him look like so, Joe Pepitone. I mean, they got a guy with a nose all the way down to his chest, and uh, he comes off as uh, yeah, here, a bit of an arrogant jerk, does he not? Here's the guy who invented the the GQ coach, right? Yes. And yeah. couldn't they get a couldn't they get a GQ model to 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 portray him? If that's the case, I mean. I mean, Adrian Brody. Connie, he nice wasn't actor. available. Uh, you know, come on. Uh, you got to yeah, be kidding me with this go. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian Brody, not a great actor, but it is, it, as Pat Riley? I mean, really? So. It, it, it doesn't make any think? sense. All right. So, no opinion expressed there. I mean, the only guy <laughs> that could be possibly angry about the way he's being uh, pictured, uh, you know, to the public would be Jerry West, West who uh, already has come out and said, uh, I got lawyers. I got lawyers. I heard Alan Dershowitz uh, was even talking to the producers of uh, Winning Time. It, it is somewhat uh, entertaining, though. Uh, the, the you know, I mean, the portrayal obviously is uh, a bit exaggerated, uh, and you know, to the point where none of the characters are believable. But uh, you know, I, I I found myself watching it more and more now, uh, just uh, for the absurdity of the way uh, they're uh, picturing and uh, you know uh, delivering uh, you know Jerry West's personality and persona. Uh, as uh, we all know, they, they go on to win the championship. So uh, a lot of that stuff. I, and I don't know that all of those deep conversations oh, man, about it. life take place. You blew it for place. people, Depot. You blew it for What's people that? who weren't born in the 80s. You just told them they won the championship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the spoiler, Dave. <laughs> With magic and the sky hook, uh, which yeah, he was uh, getting a demonstration of from a, a very dour Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wasn't somebody that was, uh, you know, going to light up the room when he walked in, except for the fact that he was Kareem. But uh, I don't know. Was he always that sound? Or he might have been. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, he might have been uh, back in the day. No, they might have nailed him. Here's, here's, my, here's, here's my favorite Kareem story. A, a, right. Seattle, a, a Seattle columnist um, 
um, Jim Kelly decided to, or Brian Kelly, wanted to, wanted to interview Cream. This was after Cream's career, okay? Yes. And, uh, and and he was selling something, and and a PR person set up an interview, and a uh, half hour went by after the interview was scheduled, and, and the columnist hadn't shown. hour goes by. Finally, the PR guy calls him says, hey, where are you? And he goes, you tell Kareem, I spent 20 years getting stiffed by him. It's his turn to get stiffed by me. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is classic. I I waited on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at a health food restaurant in Los Angeles when I was out there. And uh, he was not a a significant uh, tipper. uh, That's for sure. We had to, uh, just like we did with O.J. Simpson, had to uh, chase him out the door and say, hey, Kareem, how do you like the service? He said, fine. I said, you know, and then you look in your hand there, and you're like, a dollar on 28 or whatever that was? I mean, please, you got to be kidding me. And, and then uh, years later, I actually uh, was in a room with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He never raised his head as uh, we, we were sitting in a private room uh, getting ready to uh, see uh, a great jazz musician that we know, Christian McBride, through Leslie Visser. Leslie's in the room, her husband, the Duke. I'm in there with the Mustang and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he never said a word to anybody. Nothing. Oh, my God. So that, that was uh, like just a few years ago. So uh, he is uh, a very strange cat. They might have hit on that one, uh, but little else uh, when, when it comes to uh, that particular show. Uh, all right. Uh, your overall impression, uh, Dave Hyde, we, we've been talking a little bit about this. And uh, the, uh, you know, the, the NFL draft uh, went off without a lot of fanfare here locally. I, I'm sure you were relieved by that. Uh, I don't mind. Was that the Dolphins' Ricky Williams moment? where they just traded their whole draft for one guy? <laughs> it was. And uh, I'm now, I think Chris Greer's caught on to how to be a hero in town. He, yes. he, he had the chance to, he had the chance to use the 29th pick in which case 90% of the people would say that that's going to fail. We've seen this. No, you just trade your whole draft for one player that everybody knows is great. And pay yes. him a record amount of money, and everybody thinks you're a genius. That is smart management right there. Smart uh, uh, PR for sure, because Chris Greer went from uh, imagine if, if if he'd used all those draft picks of the 29th pick, et cetera, et cetera, and and everybody be pouring over them with micros with you know uh, uh, trying to figure out will they work? Can they make this work? No, now they just trade it all for one player. Um, and and now everybody thinks he's a genius. Did you watch any of this coverage? Because I always get a kick out of it. Now, now it's not easy to uh, prognosticate and uh, predict where all of these guys are going to go, and uh, people uh, are relentless in trying to uh, nail what's going to happen in mock drafts, and, and it never ceases to amaze how you can have, like, three commentators like ESPN did with Booger McFarlane and Louis Riddick and, uh, and uh, Mike Greenberg, you know, they'll name like 10 guys all together and then none of the, you know, none of those guys are picked and then they all go, oh yeah, wow, what a perfect fit. But is there anybody that can figure out Bill Belichick and his strategy in drafts where he takes a guy that uh, nobody would have chosen in the fifth round, trades up to get him, you know, at number 28 or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it just all of his picks are baffling and uh, nobody even comes close to, uh, you know, getting anywhere near the kind of player that he was going to take and or uh, who they might be. Are we getting to the uh, Seinfeldian even Steven moment? Remember that episode? Every everything evens out. George says. Yeah. 
and and maybe maybe Belichick's two decades of genius is is, is even and out, or wow. maybe nobody knows what they're talking about in the draft, right, exactly. which that that could be the case too. That's more to me, to me. The draft goes like this. The, the draft goes like this. People doing announcing it have to have opinions. It's a great pick. It's a bad pick. It makes sense, and yet everybody knows. Well, we're gonna have to wait three years before anybody has any idea whether this works out. You, you know, and and, and but the, but the game is these announcers have to have strong opinions. Otherwise, it's right. boring. You can't sit there and say, "Well, we'll sit back yeah, and see how be. it fits yeah. in the system." <laughs> hey, Mo, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it might happen. <laughs> That's why. That's why you never get. You never see an ex general manager as one of these. You know, front and center analysts. Do you? They. They. You know. Except Mike Tannenbaum, the guy who buried two franchises. <laughs> they love I mean, Tannenbaum. That was horrendous. Buried the Jets and the Dolphins forever. I mean, for like years. And he's the expert. And same thing. I not, like having David Sampson talking there. about building stadiums. I mean, it's great. Well, that that is true. Tannenbaum did say. Going into the preview a couple years ago, do not take Tua over Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert right is the that? pick. It's oh like the God. one, the one pick, the one pick he got right comes after his Dolphin career. You know, it's, uh, of course. Same that, thing that, with Jeff so Ireland. If they ask so him, uh, he would have been brilliant. Yeah. But uh, when they were on the clock, uh, so to speak, uh, they, they cracked under the pressure and uh, usually ended up making some futile mistake. All right. Final thing, uh, Dave Hyde. Always a pleasure. Dave Hyde, South Florida Sun Sentinel, going to be at the Heat game tonight against the depleted 76ers. Uh, thank you, Doc Rivers, for that gift. And uh, the uh, Panthers uh, last night, uh, who are now up against it a little bit because uh, clearly, even though it's the NHL and strange things happen, you don't want to go down 0-2 on the home ice uh, to uh, embolden the Washington Capitals, uh, and, and they, they, you know, played a very smart game last night, the Capitals. I, I will say that. I mean, they, they yeah, didn't try to do yeah, too much, yeah. and when they got their chances, they capitalized, and uh, they did fire more shots, which was unusual, uh, than the uh, Panthers yeah, did in that game. They, they, uh, they, have the aging, they, they have the aging remnants of a Stanley Cup champion, you know. The yeah. 2018, they won the Stanley, and they still have a lot of pieces from that team. Uh, aging, but, but like Ovechkin, but... Uh, as you said, they played a very smart game. Don't you miss Bruce Boudreaux, though, uh, being a coach there? I mean, I, I would have gone. I, I rarely like to attend those uh, press conferences, but I would have gone to see Bruce Boudreaux spew on expletives uh, even after a win. Uh, he, he was fantastic, and he had that kind of old-school hockey look, like he would eat a puck for breakfast. Uh, but the question I was going to ask, and now there's 17 games in a season, and we were just talking about the Miami Dolphins, and I was sort of surprised because uh, – I saw the number was eight and a hook out of Las Vegas, which uh, these are people, the line yeah. makers, that I have tremendous respect for, as is warranted by the fact that they, they nail almost every number uh, to the point where uh, it literally, you know, things are decided in the final seconds of almost every game, regardless of point spread. Uh, so, I mean, uh, do you think that that is too modest of an estimation? I mean, given the fact that I might have been inclined to go over if it was a 16-game season. Yeah, I would think I, – I, I saw their pick to be the 10th team in the AFC. Okay, the wow. last I looked, which was a, a couple of weeks ago. They're picked to, with their – as you said, what, eight wins? Eight and nine? Eight, eight and a half. Eight, eight and a half, yeah. So either eight or nine. I mean, that's half. what you're deciding. I, I, would think I'd, I would think I'd go over that. Um, I would too, yeah. But, but um, you know, you know, it's it, usually when a team makes a Tyreek Hill trick, 
where you, the Ricky Williams, we're going to give you everything, all our draft, and we're going to make them the highest paid. Play. That's they're one player away. That that's what they're saying. We're one player away. The uh, the, the Dolphins, I, I you know, I don't know that they're one player away, but he certainly made them better. They had nine wins last year, right? So I, yes. I would, yeah. you know, they 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 added. They got better in the off season, okay, and so I would think they eight and a half just seems low to me. Seems like a modest number, and yet you know you always have to consider. Oh, wait a minute, what am I missing here? Much like uh, last night, where the uh, Panthers were heavily favored over the Capitals uh, to the tune of like three to one, and uh, in the series, and then uh, like two to one last night, and uh, they end up losing. That's the way it goes. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you you have fun, man. I mean. Now, uh, what what is your proximity from the uh, Hyde household to uh, these various arenas? I mean, which one's easier to make, or are they both equidistant? Uh, uh, the, I, I live I live in the Coconut Grove Bureau of the Sun Sentinel, so the oh, okay. Heat Arena is much simpler. Going to the going to the Panthers Arena always teaches That's me about I ninety five up and back. You know, up up was pretty good yesterday. Not not. No cursing, no gun waving on ninety five at me. Um, but coming <laughs> Nobody back, got shot, is what you you know, at, at eleven at night, you think that'd be simple, right? But nope, there's construction and it's cut down to two lanes, oh, and, and it's a disaster. So uh, um, I'm all, I'm rooting for the uh, engineers on nine ninety five to get their act together this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you have a great time. Enjoy, we'll, we'll follow all of your work. Uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel, Dave Hyde. Always a pleasure, my friend, uh, talking with you anytime, and especially here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Thanks, Defoe and Luby. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Hyde, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave Hyde. Very colorful stuff from Dave Hyde today. Yes, sir. Uh, some great, great stories there, uh, especially, uh, you know, about the uh, draft and uh, that, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing. That's classic. Fantastic. All right, uh, Luby, always a pleasure, my friend. Yes, uh, good sir. to be back in action here on uh, the Believe Networks. Uh, check out our regular show, the Defoe Show, and they catch that live 7 to 9 uh, on the East Coast uh, of the United States or uh, find the archives just by Googling the Defoe Show. And uh, we stream uh, audio on that uh, all throughout the day as well. Uh, how do they find that, Mike Luby Lubitz? Uh, DefoeandLuby.com slash live. DefoeandLuby.com slash live. All right, yeah, and you catch everything else uh, that we do. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have our uh, trivia challenge on that show tomorrow. You might want to check that out. Thanks for downloading the uh, podcast here on Believe, and uh, we'll see you next time and leave you with the thought that uh, no matter what kind of day it is, no matter how down your team is in the round uh, one here of the NHL playoffs, uh, you know, looking up at one nothing already and uh, having lost home ice advantage, you still got to believe. recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa at 954-809-8752 would you go into court without an attorney so why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters, and Justina Testa. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. 
Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.